Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 246 with our review of Two Guns. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases hitting a theater near you. Um, each week, we're going to try to bring you as many episodes as we can, as many reviews. Uh, this, re- this week, we just have a review of Two Guns. So, uh, yeah, that should be good. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Carson? Uh, pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We were joking that you know we're reviewing two guns, but we're two podcasters, so it would really be two mics. That's right. And we uh, spent half the day messing each other back and forth with quotes from this film that we had re uh, rewritten to adhere <laughs> to our new our new version of the film. We repackaged them. I think we quickly skated off the rails though and started like delving into every other movie that we've talked about ever pretty much because i mean i my knowledge of this movie at that point had only been the trailer <laughs> so right, not you, much i could really go off of that's right you hadn't that. seen it yet when we first started doing i hadn't seen it yet yeah well now, now you should theoretically have a lot more to uh to work with exactly the, what i was saying earlier when you were saying about paul Patton and ghost protocol yeah like you killed my island boyfriend, whatever. I was like, dude, Josh Holloway, because it made me think of Josh Holloway, and he's in that new uh, movie coming out, Paranoia. Yeah. And I was like, how awesomely bad does that movie look? <laughs> Is... It looks so bad, but I'm gonna watch it, dude. Oh, I'm gonna watch it too. I mean, it's like <laughs> I I'm like one of those people that like actually legitimately loves the movie Antitrust. Um. Which... Oh yeah. With. Yeah. yeah, with Philippi and uh, what's her nuts that doesn't appear in anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's all that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Tim Robbins. Uh, what's her name? Damn it. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, Rachel Lee Cook. That that's yeah. the her her big role as the this is your brain this is your brain on drugs commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I I love these movies with like just people having p- pissing contests with like technology and companies that they work in. I I'm just like a sucker for. It's like the the digital age version of the heist film in a way, where where like the thing you're heisting is just information. Yeah, and I mean it. It's pretty great when you got Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman reteaming um, to be the the uh, rivals, the business rivals in this movie. But what's crazy is Gary Oldman, like at least in the trailer, he's the one doing like the worst acting. Like I can't like every time he does. <laughs> Whatever that accent is that he's doing, I just want to like shoot myself. He's like, "I well, made you his, what you are." <laughs> it's like his native accent. Well, is that his native accent? Well, he's British, but it sounds like he's doing like a. It sounds he's like, like a, playing up the British accent. Almost. It's like a really bad Michael Caine impression. Yeah, it's it sounds like he's playing it up, but I mean, he is British, so. Yeah, I don't know. It just in in maybe it's just the way he delivers that specific line. As every time I hear it, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I laugh every time, though, when he's just like, I stood on your shoulders. And then Ford's just like, now I'm standing on your neck. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, oh, my God. Like Ford's reaction. Yeah. His his facial expression in that in that moment. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. This well, movie's going to be hilarious. When I first saw the, the, the trailer for it, I just... I just assumed it was going to be like a straight to iTunes rental, but apparently it's <laughs> you're like the Thor's brother, or whatever. Well, no, like it, 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 it's it's like hitting, it's getting a regular theatrical release, right? Yeah, yeah. It totally, it just, 
It looks, yeah, it looks like it could be going straight to Red Yeah, Box. it's got a hokey look. I don't know why they cast, like, the the one dude as the lead. Like, it just doesn't make yeah, a lot of the, sense. The, the other Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out how Hemsworth he is after the film comes out. Miley Cyrus's future husband, I guess. I'm sure, whatever. I don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't think he's... He's not the draw for this movie. To me, it's just like you got Oldman and Ford in a movie again. Yeah, but it's that's like, reason enough to see it. But it, it it just seems like that movie is to Runner Runner what uh, Olympus Has Fallen was to White House Down. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. It, like it, I was I was totally gonna mention Runner Runner because that looks like the better of the two. Yeah, and then they're both a similar thing. It's like, well, I get involved in this stuff, and then like the FBI shows up and they're involved, and they're yeah. like, e, you work with him, you're gonna be dead. Do work with this guy, you're gonna be whatever. <laughs> like it, it just. They, they Although still... Runner Runner still looks pretty cheesy. <laughs> Dude, I think I think Runner Runner looks awesome, but that's just me. <laughs> no, it's gonna be I I if. If I have to pick which one's the, the better one, I'm assuming it's going to be that one. If, if, I mean, come on, dude. Like, Affleck throwing people to crocodiles, like, but can't like, beat it. It's, but, it, dude, it's, it's awesome, though. I mean, like, that... Runner... No, it totally is. Like, I think that one is a little more legitimately awesome than Paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Runner Runner would be bad with a Paranoia cast, but... Yeah, they but, I mean, there's still, like, people. a... There's still, like, a kind of cheesy, like, late 90s vibe to Runner Runner. Yeah, yeah, but it actually has, like, real grit to it instead of being, like, this weird, like, TV movie feeling that... Uh, There's a little more Paranoia weight has. to it. Yeah. There's a little more weight to Runner Runner, it seems like. Yeah. Plus, but... it's got Gemma in it, so... Yeah, that's always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> and crocodiles. People getting fed to crocodiles. Th- those those films don't come out anywhere near each other, do they? Uh, I think they come out, like, a month apart. Oh, okay. This is going to be, like, this year's flight plan Red Eye... <laughs> it would be crazy if those things both came out on the same weekend because i think i know paranoia comes out like in a couple weeks and then runner runner comes out at the end of september i think gotcha so and that's exactly how uh Fl- red eye and flight plan were yeah one came out in august the other one came out in the end of september which is weird how these these movies line up so perfectly yeah it's, it can't be a coincidence no no it's totally a conspiracy Cool. Well, uh, what do you say we get into this week's episode? All right, let's let's do this. All right, let's take a look at the trailer for Two Guns and then let everybody know what we thought of this film. You ever heard the saying, never rob a bank across from a diner that has the best donuts in three counties? That's not a saying. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I get what you're saying, but it's not a saying. It is a saying. It's a saying now. Go! Everybody sit down on the floor. Fire in the hole! Come on! How much you figure? 40 million. 40 million dollars? But I got bad news for you. What is that? Is that a badge in your hand? DEA. Petty Officer Michael Stigman. You know Bobby Beans was DEA? Your boy Stig's a piece of work. Did you know he was special forces? You've been on this limp way too long. Pull over! Did you miss me? Alright, alright. On the count of three, we'll let each other go. Alright. One, two, three. 
Now you're making me not be able to trust you. The bank was a setup. We got to figure out whose money that was. Well, like we're working together? No, not like we're working. Yeah. No, like we're working in the same vicinity. Together. In the same area code. Together. All right, so here we have two guns uh, in the store. We have these two guys, and they both have guns. And they're working on this little deal with this guy that's part of some, like, drug cartel or something. And, you know, it's not working out the way they want, so they decide, you know what, screw that. We know he's been, you know, dropping off a bunch of money into this little bank. Why don't we rob that bank? And, uh, yeah, then we'll get a bunch of money, and this will be super awesome. So they go in, rob the bank. What do you know? It wasn't really that drug dude's money. It belonged to somebody else. And now those people are pissed. And trying to figure out, turns out both these guys weren't just some little low-level thugs. Like, one of them was a DA agent, one of them worked for uh, some sort of military or- organization, and now they're both trying to figure out what the hell is going on, whose money is what, and whether or not they can trust each other to try to figure out what the hell is going on. And, uh, you know, take care of this issue and figure out what happened to the money. So, Carson, what did you think of this film? Uh, <clears throat> this is the part where I say uh, that the two guns in relation to a previous Denzel Washington action film safe house, where I say that this is the better, uh, this is the better film. I better action sequences, better uh, chemistry between its two leads, more fun. And, uh, and then this is where you say that's correct. (laughs) Well, this is the part where I say, you're only making that comparison because I enjoyed the other film because these have almost nothing to do with each other. Well, I mean, they don't have anything to do with each other, yet they do because they're both action films. But I'm just saying... They're both action films that have a sole character that or actor that is in both of them. And beyond that, they really have nothing to do with each other story-wise. No, but I mean, this is a superior film, I think, action-wise to Safe House. I think it's a I think it's a superior action film to a a lot of the kind of recent action movies that have come out this summer. 
I mean, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than uh, Red 2 or The Wolverine or even White House Down, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, like I had a good time watching this movie. This is not a uh, movie that reinvents the wheel by any standard, but uh, it's proof that if you get like two really good stars together with great chemistry, uh, you can elevate a film uh, pretty highly. And, you know, it's not the sharpest script in the shed but uh it's got some it's got some good uh zingers in it and it's it's pretty well polished and i feel like that uh you know the dialogue and the banter between denzel and mr Wahlberg uh comes off very naturally and uh it's just a lot of fun i think they elevated a lot and uh the action is fun and that you know it's a lot of it is it's just creative. Like it's, it's fun to watch. Like there are a lot of like, like just little scenes that are very well staged. I thought, and, uh, you know, everything is like clear and it just, it really reminded me of like some like forgotten mini treasure from like 1994. It was like, Hey, remember two guns? Like, yeah, the movie with Denzel and Marky Bark, like, you know, they blew up a car and there was money and they were like in a shootout. And uh, I don't know, that's, that's just what it felt like to me. It just felt like a very uh, old school kind of throwback to when, um, you know, movies didn't really take themselves as seriously as they do. Yeah. Uh, especially this genre of film. And, uh, you know, it's a good buddy movie, I think. And, uh, you know, it's not afraid to, like, you know, be profane, be violent, and uh, have a good time. Like, I think... You know, we get a lot of uh, movies that try and be uh, this level, but th- there's always like one component missing. Like there's not the humor, or you know, it's it's too grim or whatever. And I feel I, th- I feel like this finds a, a good balance of all th- you know all three action, comedy, and uh, or I guess two. I don't know what the, I was thinking three, but. Uh, it finds a good balance between the action and the comedy, and I, I feel like it, it's well-paced and it goes by pretty quickly. And it's just it's ex- exactly the kind of movie you want to see, like, you know, in, a, in your summer movie. Like, I, I feel like that uh, it delivered on that aspect. Yeah. Well, even though it wasn't uh, anything, out, you know, amazing where I was like, whoa, it's just – that's exactly what it is. It's just an entertaining popcorn movie. And like I said, like, I – this was not an assault on my senses like some of the other movies that have come out recently. And um, in terms of like, I mean, I guess I can, you know, in terms of like, it's because this movie is based on apparently a comic book series. So like I said, way better than Red 2. And especially action wise, I felt like this movie just had a lot more energy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I had a fun time with it. All right. so, completely forgiving all your comparisons to films that have no business being compared to this film. <laughs> um, but they, they totally you're, have you are you are you are making comparisons to other films simply for the fact that you want to bring up that those movies were bad, not because they even relate at all. Like you're you're trying to take things that we've already reviewed and things that I didn't dislike as much as you and compare them to this film. Well, you like it, White House Down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm saying like it it wasn't until after I already made that statement that you also compared it. You said, "Well, 
I even think it's better than these ones, which is fine. You you can say this is my favorite action film that has come out this year and all that stuff, and I won't have a problem with that. But I mean, like making the comment that yeah, this is based off a of comic book property too. So now that I can compare it to Red Two, like Red Two is going for a completely different thing and a different audience and a different. But I mean, tone. it's an action comedy, though. How could how can they not be like out of all the movies I named? That's probably the most comparable is Red Two. But it's because it's going for a completely different thing. Like this isn't supposed to be t- even close to targeting that same audience as that film is. No, but I think that they can be compared, though. Even if they're going for like you know the PG thirteen crowd, I still think that it's based on a comic book and it's an action comedy first and foremost. I don't know. But it, it's sort of like compare comparing like Twilight to 500 Days of Summer because they both deal with relationships in situations where it may not <laughs> well, work out. Well, that of course that doesn't no, th- sync up. That, that's what it feels that's that's what it feels like. It feels like you're trying to bring up films that there's no need to talk about just so that we can like take a dig at those other films. Well, I was just thinking of recent action movies that I thought were, you know, not as good, you know, that this was better than recent like Safe House. <laughs> Recent, like, action movies, you know, that, we, that we've talked about or that have come out this summer. All right. Anyways, anyways, all that aside, I had a lot of fun with this film. I, I think it is – everything you said is, is absolutely correct from the standpoint of what this film is. Like, it's uh, – what this trailer sold is, you know, Marky Mark and Denzel Washington – one guy who like is you know like i'm like a badass dude and the other dude who's like a little off the handle and a little bit crazy and them both being forced to work together in a situation and just them having good chemistry and this film delivers on that a hundred percent um you know their chemistry is is better than the chemistry we get from most of the other buddy ish roles that we've seen as you said um and, and it works perfectly i mean the story of this film is probably overly convoluted and doesn't really is it but it isn't really necessary like what this film is trying to sell is these two guys working together to um get out of this predicament they're in and it's 100 percent delivers exactly that like these these two guys work together um like they're the fact that they don't want to be together it's not just like one guy who's like the straight cop and then one guy who's like the off the handle cop it's like two people who aren't even supposed to be working together that are having to work together and starting to build up this camaraderie with each other even though they this whole time they've been trying to play the other person in the context of what jobs they've been doing um i, I just felt it was a nice balance um of of just how they pre- presented that stuff i mean the story is like ye- in a month, we're not going to remember what this movie was about other than, like, the CIA's money got taken. But we'll, we won't remember at all what related to who was involved and why that was the CIA's money and all that kind of stuff. And all the little all the little uh, bits of information you get during the story, like who, who you find out is involved at what points in the story, it feels really inconsequential. Like, I don't think there's a lot of... Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem really all that important. There's some random people in this film that get killed who aren't any of the main characters. Who you're like, man, that kind of sucks. That person got screwed involved in the story because like they're not even part of the actual chess pieces that are being played. They're just theoretically innocent bystanders that 
you know, as crazy people go around doing the crazy stuff that they do, um, they kind of get sucked in and, and wrapped up in the plot. But uh, yeah, I think ultimately, uh, I think it's really fun. I think it's funny that, uh, in, there's been some other films we've reviewed recently where I thought that a, an actor should have been replaced, uh, that I thought Guy Pierce should have been replaced with, um, Christoph Waltz. And in this film, I feel a little bit like Bill Paxton could have been replaced with Guy Pierce. Um, and that role could have been more interesting with roles that we've seen Guy Pierce in earlier. Um, but yeah, besides that, I, I had a great time with this. So you wanted Guy Pierce in Lawless as as bad the, guy as yeah the CIA agent in this film. Well, that would be pretty awesome, but I mean, I I really like Bill Paxton. Seeing him in this movie, uh, I thought he was I thought he was totally awesome. Like I I always love it when Bill Paxton shows up in movies. And I don't think he's in he's in movies as much as he should be anymore. Well, I I like him in general. Like I have no problem with Bill Paxton. The role he was playing, I like. He he's playing like this bad CIA agent, but there's literally no that his character doesn't know that he works like it is something about his character doesn't work for me just because it seems like he could like if you don't make him the CIA, you just make him uh, a, a rival drug cartel. Like, let's just say it was, you know whoever it was some other bigger cartel that was charging um edward james almost as cartel people uh money and that's like if it was just another bad guy like higher up the food chain nothing in the story would have changed at all like so the fact that this is you know oh you stole from the cia like it kind of just i don't know his craziness doesn't seem to work like if he was really that crazy and out of line it seems like previous to this film's timeline that would have rectified itself as far as like the CIA would have realized this guy is sort of not all there in the head and he would have been removed from his position. Yeah, I mean, I had no problem with Bill Paxton in this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he, I didn't think he, I wasn't sitting there thinking that he should be played by someone else, but I mean, I just, I just don't know what he was doing in the role. Like it just, there, there was, I mean, for that, for that, for that much, Edward James almost wasn't like, why was he playing this Mexican cartel dude? Like there's, it just, I know those two characters seemed like uh, they weren't acting in the same movie that everyone else was like, uh, you know, our friend, what's his face? Um, like Cyclops was basically the right level of crazy for his role. And obviously Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington were like perfect for the roles they were playing, but Bill Paxton and Edward James almost like their care, like they just seemed out of place to me. I don't know. Well, I mean, almost was kind of just playing it straight and Paxton was playing it sort of up. And, uh, I mean, I, uh, I thought that he fit into the movie fine because the movie was already sort of in this, comedic state so it didn't it wasn't like you know if the movie was completely dramatic and then he's playing like an off-the-wall character and it's sort of you know out of balance but either way i think it worked fine 
but but I, I kind of felt like the, the film sat in a semi-serious world, but the characters are the characters were experiencing that world from a comedic standpoint. But I thought like the world itself was presented sort of real. Yeah, I mean, but there there's definitely that's what I'm I guess I was trying to say is that like they Denzel and Mark Wahlberg make the film lighter than it is because I mean there is a lot of serious stuff going on like people getting killed and you know yeah there's all these these drug cartels are like sparring with you know the navy and the CIA and it's just there's all these people like trying to get this money and uh I mean it easily could have been like a serious action film drama like no comedy at all um but uh I I think just like the way that it's presented there is a lighter tone to it with the comedy inserted than there would have been if it had just been played uh, like a straight drama. Yeah, I, I guess I just, I, I feel that Bill Paxton hit the crazy on the mark, didn't sell me on the authoritativeness. Like, I didn't buy him as an intimidating presence. Like, the only reason he was ever, the only reason he ever felt intimidating was because he was holding a gun. Besides that, he like he could have been like the the underling henchman who was trying to prove himself to the boss, and that's why he was acting all the way he was. Like I never bought that he was really that menacing as a person, just that he was unstable. <laughs> Until he plays Russian roulette with your crotch. Yeah, but he, he like I, I it just like in that scene. Denzel could have easily just punched him in the face and got him. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no, to me, like I I get that the the one veterinary guy was intimidated by him because there's a bunch of these guys, but it seems like this DEA agent who's been, you know been undercover and dealing with like drug cartel people, uh, like it seems like he would be able to hold his own. I mean, don't get me wrong, he he played it calm and cool in that scene, um, but it seems like I don't know, it just he. I don't know some, something about that character and the way it was played, and it just it just felt really weak to me. Well, I mean, if there's any weak link between characters, I think the one that gets the the least developed character is Paul Patton. But other than that, I had no problems with you know everyone else in their respective roles. Well, she could have been completely removed from. <laughs> yeah. the movie and it wouldn't change a thing like in the yeah. real context of it yeah she was just there for you know tna basically yeah pretty much like literally <laughs> literally uh, uh not complaining but yeah i mean she was the most unnecessary of any of the characters in this movie yeah and even if you're like well she was the handler she had to be there well, it's like, she had yeah, a boss, no. too, who could have been the one. Like, she was, he was reporting to her, and she was reporting to the guy above her, so you could have just cut her out, and then the chain of command would have still existed. She easily could have been written out, but I felt like they probably were told to at least add some female presence to this film. I'm sure they were like, yeah, we need to have some, you know... Because, I mean, I just – I feel like that was a, a decision that, you know, we cast a – make this a female role so we – it's not like a, a sausage fest. Also, on a side note, there's some posts here. I, I just noticed on the sidebar of IMDb for Two Guns, 
There's a th- there's a little link that says two guns. Bill Paxton explains how he becomes one of the summer's best scene stealers. So <laughs> apparently, well, there you go. apparently I'm crazy in thinking that uh, he didn't steal the scene from me. Uh, I mean, I thought he was pretty pretty scene chewing, chewing the scenery. Yeah, yeah I think it was kind not of not as much as Guy Pierce and Lawless. That was pretty awesome, but uh... yeah, but like Guy Pierce and Lawless was like actually scary as this crazy. Oh yeah, he was pretty intimidating. And was he? He was CIA too, right? Or was he FBI? I don't remember. He, he was... was like higher up than the regular authorities. Yeah, he was some sort of government branch yeah. person investigating some government agent because they called him in and he was just like hmm. There was there you, at least at least this film didn't like kill cricket or anything like that. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, <laughs> good times. They killed um, other people though. But yeah, uh, they killed some chickens. <laughs> yeah, that, that was gonna. I I really I really enjoyed all of uh, Mark Wahlberg's random rants that he has in this film, especially when like <laughs> when like Denzel Washington just comes back and I'm like. Dude, aren't you like guilty of the same thing? He's like, no, but it's different. And he's always, I don't know, just I, he's I, always questioning him. I, uh, I just love awesome. their interaction in general together. I mean, I, I really like. I think this film without those two, I think, would be a really terrible movie. Oh um, yeah, but it survives a hundred percent just on their chemistry and their interaction. I um, I think even if it was like. Denzel and somebody else I still think it might not have been as good because like there'd be like one who's like on the right page and the other is not you know yeah or vice versa like if it was someone else and Mark Wahlberg um but Mark Wahlberg really gets to play like his comedy chops and then also be the uh action hero so he's, he's essentially like merging it's like if the other guys was serious, like that's how he's playing it in yeah. this movie. I think uh, what's, what's really interesting too is like, obviously we know from just the trailer of the film and the actual setup and the premise that both these guys are sort of undercover in some capacity. And, you know, Mark Wahlberg is really playing up this like sort of aloof semi-idiot type of dude. And, uh, you know, like we kind of view, like we view him as sort of like the guy that Denzel Washington is going to need to keep in line. But then once, once he, once the film reaches the point where the two of them are separated for a moment of time, when like they both realize the other guy is a bad guy or not a bad guy, but essentially they realize that the other guy is somebody that like, I don't know if I can trust, um, after that first job goes, um, and they go off on their own. You, you really get to see Mark Wahlberg hold his own for a little while as like, Oh, like his character is actually like legit good at what he does. He's not just this yeah, dude who's kind of just a goober at it. You know? So like, I, I really enjoyed like seeing him kind of be badass. They also, when they would switch over to where it was primarily Denzel, um, they, they made it like Wahlberg is so good in this movie. It makes you, want to want it to hurry up so he can come back so they can get back together yeah like you you kind of miss him you're just like i want i want want some more Wahlbergisms here yeah um so he's like he's used just the right amount um and not to say that denzel isn't uh you know funny as well it's just that he is the funnier of the two yeah he gets more of the funny lines and uh you know, like any buddy cop movie, there's always like the serious one or the more serious one and the, the jokester one. 
Um, so yeah, but they they did a good job of like not, you know, playing it to where like they're not separated long enough to where you're just like, man, I wish they'd get back together. You're just you almost want them to get back together. You're you're wanting them to get back together, but it's not like oh, this is going on for too long. Like there's always. You know, if they're even like with the story too, like how we're saying the story is pretty convoluted, but it really doesn't matter because it doesn't really go for that long of a time before one of the two guys they reteam and it's you know hilarious again or something. Yeah, yeah. And even when they're reteamed, they're still in that sort of that mode of like they don't want to be together; they're just stuck together. Right. Um, yeah. So you still yeah. get that them playing to their own separate strengths in an equal way like that. Yeah. And what, what's nice too is the, what, what they're able to do as far as the tension level goes is because both guys are, are separate as far as what they did for a living before they were in this like fake group that they joined. Um, you have each group has its own set of quote unquote bad guys and things that could make them vulnerable to other stuff. So it's like Denzel Washington is, you know, he works for the DA. So he, you know, he has these, like, he has a chain of command which he has to continually check in with and, and, and discuss things with. And those people come with their own vulnerabilities and and uh, people that can be associated with, associated with them and find out what he is doing and where he is. And then Mark Wahlberg, you know, he is, you know, currently AWOL from the military. So he has, he has uh, you know, obviously military connections and that could play into something that could be bad for him. So I, I, I like that it's like multiple bad guys for two different people, but because they're working together, they're like doubly vulnerable to the situation as a whole. Like it, it just, I think though, though I think you could jettison the story um, because it's not really, doesn't have any real substance to it. It, is sort of like a necessary evil because it sets up this really interesting scenario for which these individuals are going to have to try to come up against different enemies. So yeah, that was a, I don't yeah. know, that was a difficult sentence to get out, but I think, <laughs> I think I communicated it well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately I thought this was an incredibly fun ride. Yeah. I mean, out of, uh, out of all the movies this summer that have, promise this kind of dynamic like i think this one delivers the most uh in terms of like just being a flat out like entertaining summer movie yeah for me personally like they you know not to compare it to other movies but like white house down had that potential um and to me it delivered but it didn't deliver as high as i thought it was going to and, uh, you know, Red 2 had that potential as well, but I didn't think it delivered at all. So, um, I think what this film really needed is Giovanni Rabisi to threaten Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> wife. <laughs> I was going to say that if his character from Contraband showed up, like, I give you two weeks. Like, uh, eh. Good time. You think I'm the only guy with a gun? Huh? Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Tell him not to dump it in the water. <laughs> I mean, this movie is exactly how I thought it was going to be in the term, in the sense of the contraband, you know, surprised me in that, uh, you know, not surprising. It surprised me how like this one was, you know, didn't reinvent the wheel, but like it was just like a very solid action film. 
action thriller and like there were some good Wahlberg moments and uh you know that's what that's contraband surprised me in that it was you know it was like effective it was like a you know just a little like you know fun movie and uh I was expecting you know no less from this film and it you know it delivered the same yeah so cool well uh, any final thoughts or should we just get to our verdict uh no I mean that I think we covered it all all right, cool. So, Carson, if we were going to place this on a scale of must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must-avoid, where would you place it? I mean, I would give it a pretty pretty heavy recommend. Like, I think this is a movie that people can go see and uh, be entertained by. I mean, most of the people in my theater that I saw it in were enjoying it, seemed like, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a movie that could be enjoyed by pretty much any demographic really i think it and uh i mean yeah like i i this is totally the kind of movie that i would just be like yeah like whether you see it in the theaters or not like it's worth watching yeah i would agree this uh is going to get a recommend with a caveat from me really the only caveat is that like it's not it's not really necessarily a film of substance it like you check all the boxes as far as what you want to see in a big you know, not big, but in, in like a summer action movie, um, and all the character stuff between your leads is awesome and amazing. And uh, like, I think it's it's a good group movie. Like, maybe if you were if you rented this at home and you were by yourself and you watch it, you'd just be like, eh, that was cool. Uh, but like, if you're in an environment with other people watching it, there's a lot of stuff to enjoy and get behind. And I think ultimately, you you're going to enjoy the experience of watching it. If at the end, if you try to dissect the story and figure out whether this was a good, you know, thriller movie or anything like that, you're, ultimately your answer is going to be no. But if you just go, did I enjoy that? You'll be like, hell yeah. So. Yeah, this isn't the kind of movie that you sit and and dissect the story. Yeah. I think it 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 coasts along enough where you don't need to get into that. It's not. It's distract. It's basically distracting you with other entertaining stuff, so you don't have to get involved with that yeah like any you know entertaining action movie should you shouldn't be like sitting there going like well this would be happening or whatever all right well uh that's gonna do it for this review of two guns carson if people want to find us out the week where can they do that uh you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com you can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at the spoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW at 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Two Guns, so hopefully you're enjoying that right now. And... Uh, a little bit of housekeeping again so next week is Elysium and uh, we will be hopefully recording a review of Elysium next weekend but that following week uh, I am turning 30 so I will be gone that week on vacation so I don't know when that episode will go live Um, so know people that are listening that you will you will in fact get a review of Elysium and it will be out eventually but it may or may not be delayed till the following weekend but 
when you're going to see the movie obviously you've heard us talk about it like for every single review we've done for like the last 20 reviews um so we will be seeing it and uh yeah just know that if you don't see that review showing up that it's just a delay because i myself am awol and i have to find a bunch of money that was stolen from the cia before i can come back and finish editing the review <laughs> you're going to have a last last vegas <laughs> situation uh it'll be good times we'll take my damn pills <laughs> like oh i get it cuz you're old it's I- so funny I just have to uh, make sure not to eat any drug-laced marshmallows and yeah. hang out with uh, you know, any really short Asian guys who <laughs> like to twirl guns in the air. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be a good time. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, look forward that to that, people, when we eventually get it out. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll be able to... If I can see it early enough and you see it early enough, then maybe we'll be able to record early and i can release it early who knows you you can crank it out but uh until then we will talk to you guys later carson thank you for joining me uh yeah thank you for having me and uh yeah we'll see you guys in that episode peace